happy to bring him back. Uh, love chatting the game, love chatting everything going on over at 1265 because he's in there every day. You can read him on Packers.com. You can see him on the videos and much more. Wes Hodkowitz, our guest tonight. Westy, how are you? I am well, Mark. Thank you. Thank I'm, you. I'm glad we could do this again. Uh, I am thanks. Too. It's been such a crazy year. You know, this is two years running now. We haven't been able to get players over here, and I understand all that. Uh, no question about it. But uh, it, it's been a fun year with having all of the beat guys on this year, and uh, and you're the first to double dip. So uh, well, thanks. That, I mean, that says something, right? Or yes. either everyone else said no. And well, we've gone through the me. batting order, so. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're back in the one hole again. No, it, and, I, you know, it's funny. The way with this all got started, right, is I was always, like, the next man up. Yeah, you were like, always no, my emergency. Julius Peppers <laughs> couldn't do it, so, hey, let's oh, go to Peppers the... did it. He was, but he was I, one of the all-time great shows of But I was the villain at first. And I know. it was the next week he came uh, back. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's been a fun run, and obviously my parents, major fans of the well, show. Well, is... This is as big as it gets for me. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, man. This is uh, wrapping up 42. That's wild. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. All right. 24-22 on Saturday. Uh, what would you think? Interesting game. Uh, from the standpoint of the way they started it, I thought, you know, it was a little slow offensively, but I did feel like the way Mayfield's played this year, they had to find ways to turn over the football, and they did. And, and Mayfield gifted them a couple balls I thought they made plays on. The major thing that we're going to have to find, sort of figure out here is, you know, defensively, you know they've been so solid all season and then you face a guy like Chubb who is just a very dynamic powerful type of running back that I think if you could have went back to 1998 he's the kind of guy that could have carried the ball 350 times I agree he's a Derrick Henry he is a Todd Gurley at his peak and and I think you know that's kind of I don't want to say it's a wake-up call but I mean that that is sort of showing you what the standard's going to be down the stretch for them there's going to be you know they may see it as soon as this Sunday against Delvin Cook if he's cleared from COVID so you have to find a way to kind of shore those things up, but from a mentality of just being opportunistic and finding ways to win late, this team does it as well as any of them that I've covered. It's uncanny how a lot of contenders, I don't want to mention any names, Arizona, <laughs> uh, you know, or you know, even Tampa Bay getting blanked uh, by New Orleans, uh, have, have stumbled at very inopportune times, yeah. yet this team no matter how games go, end up happy in the locker room. And that is going to, I think, pay dividends because they are going to be close yes. in three weeks, four yeah. weeks with a bye. Yeah, and they haven't really tripped up uh, in scenarios in which they, they need to win. When you look at that loss that Tampa had to New Orleans, it's just inexcusable. You, you have to find ways to, to win those games. And you know, I, I think for Green Bay, the big key is going to be down the stretch here is just trying to get guys healthy again, and and that was a big thing today. I know a lot of questions were asked of Matt with where the you know where some of these guys are going to be at. He's playing that close to the vest right now, but they've had so many dings with injuries, and now obviously as you were talking about earlier, the amount of guys that are on COVID, you just wonder like if you get a David Bakhtiari back in this offense, if you can get a Jair Alexander back on the perimeter, maybe even in that star position, who knows where this team could ultimately go because to be at 12 and 3 and to have the turnover margin that they have right now they plus are now 16 one in the NFL yeah. in the turnover table situationally they're performing well in a lot of areas and it's just trying to figure out okay can can this team get on that run that they need to from an injury standpoint because as far as the Xs and Os and being able to win football games they've proven they can do it we've been we've been just killing LaFleur Where's Bakhtiari? Where's Jair? Is Z coming? Uh, for weeks now, 
do they really need him? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say, yeah. okay, let's put it this way. I know what you mean. Are they yeah. going to be effective by getting a series against the Vikes, maybe a half against the Lions, and then throwing them out there against, heaven forbid, the Cowboys, Buccaneers, Rams, or Cardinals right. in a divisional round. Yeah, I, I think last week, as far as the Bakhtiari part of it, as good as Yash Nyman I, has I, been. I, no, I'm it, being it, facetious right. in one respect, but not. But it's funny, though, because you know Yash goes out there, and we really don't even know what that injury was that he had to miss that series with. He was in the trainer's tent. Right. Ben Braden, who has been on the practice squad for most of the year, was really their fourth string left tackle. He had to play that series. Like, it's not even so much about what guys have to get back because, okay, they're going to have these these questions and these all pros. It's almost like can you kind of rebuild the coffers a little bit with how many losses True. and injuries you've taken throughout the course of the year. I, I just feel like in a year in which there's so much parity in both of these conferences – if you have a team like Green Bay that has sort of put its nose out a little bit, a couple car lengths in front of the rest of this pack, just how far this thing can go for them if they can avoid the injury bug and now, as we found out, the COVID bug as well. I wonder how quickly the NFL is going to adopt those CDC guidelines now of going from 10 to 5. That's going to get a lot of guys back, and yeah. maybe everyone who went on today could be eligible to return as soon as Friday. Yeah. So... It was funny. We do that insider inbox Q&A for our website, yeah. and somebody was asking me last week, too, about, you know, with Kenny Clark and MVS and some of these guys that are on COVID, okay, when are they able to return? And being honest with them, I didn't know the answer to it at this point. I mean, you talk about the asymptomatic thing, and if you're able to, you know, have one negative test instead of two negative tests, there's all these things that are kind of stacking up, and trying to figure out the moving landscape. I know. But the only thing we knew was that an unvaccinated positive test, it's 10 days of quarantine. Correct. Yep. And that was the case with Rodgers. And, you know, I don't know the status of anyone else on the roster, uh, a couple of guys, but that, you know, uh, so maybe this will relax it somewhat. And like I said, with the Omicron thing and the transmissibility and, but it's severity are all kind of trending in a, for lack of a better word, better direction, nonetheless. I mean, it's still a serious, serious problem. Not only it, NFL, NBA, National yeah. Hockey League still sitting on pause till the end of the week. So, really, I think that's going to be the key. Packers handled this whole thing last year very well. Yeah. Okay? By doing the right things with the protocols uh, from start to finish. And even LaFleur said when the season began, without fans and everything else, the teams that handle it best are going to be there at yeah, the end, and the Packers were. were. And now I think they are still trying their best, but it's kind of catching up to them, and if they can't handle it well over these next couple of weeks. Uh, deadline for Jair is Wednesday. Yep. They've got to either get him up or sit him for yeah. the rest of the year. Yeah, the positive thing is I think they have 47 guys on the 53-man roster right now, so there's no shortage of roster spots to get him back. But, I mean, Matt, again, another thing he didn't really want to go into today, but, I, I mean, I fully expect that Jair will be back. Because the thing that's different this year now, and we probably talked about it the, my first appearance too, is the flexibility with the practice squad and the ability to bring guys True. up. And once you get to the playoffs now, there's an unlimited amount of activations you can do uh, in terms of how many times a guy can come up. So even though you would activate him, it doesn't necessarily mean he'll play against Minnesota, but you're, it's not as much of a, it's not holding as much of a spot as it was right. in the past when you only had those six seven or you know six or seven inactive spots so the Packers have the flexibility and it's funny out of all the positions really on both sides of the ball the one where they've really managed the best has sort of been the cornerback position where you have you know Rasul Douglas comes up and plays like really almost at a Pro Bowl level here since they signed him 
you know, Eric Stokes has looked good for a rookie. Shannon Sullivan has had his moments. I mean, they, they go really deep there. So if they would get Jair back, just seeing the mixing and matching of the personnel there is going to be fascinating to watch if everybody can stay healthy. Yeah, and and, and now David Bakhtiari, was he going to practice this week again after having the setback and he uh, kind of vanished from uh, the practice field the last couple of weeks? Uh, again, Matt kind of just being coy. Uh, you know, we've discussed it. We haven't decided yet. Uh, you'll see Wednesday when we do practice. Same, and Billy Turner came up and Josh Myers came up today. Both, again, working through it. We'll see. Uh, I, I think they feel better about Myers, actually, he said, not finishing the year on IR yeah. than maybe Turner. Yeah, and, and Myers, I mean, he's you know he's missed a pretty amount of, decent amount of time now, too. And, and, you know, Lucas Patrick has been holding down that center spot since Cincinnati. The, the weird thing about it is I, it's so hard to judge with Jair and Bakhtiari where they're truly at until you see them back in pads, right? right. And neither of those, well, I shouldn't say that with Dave actually was able to they're do a never pad in practice. pads anymore. But see, that's a problem now, especially with the way the season goes in the 18 weeks. I think they have to be down, what was it, three or four times in the last four or five weeks as far as going without pads. So just trying to cross that benchmark, that's sort of been the hurdle that I think both right. of those guys are going to have to do before you really can feel good about them being back in a game. But they're trying to do what's best for Bakhtiari right now, and obviously he's the franchise left tackle. And, you know, it's just kind of this wait and see. It's a tough thing because everybody wants answers right now, but ultimately True. a lot of times we don't have True. them. True. I mean, if there is an award uh, for and – and there is. It's called Executive of the Year. But if there is an award for the best depth on an NFL team, the Packers are the poster child for yeah. that. I mean, the offensive line is twos across the board, threes and fours now with Ben Braden at left tackle. Uh, you know uh, – we're seeing Jawan Winfrey run as many routes as MVS. Yeah. Okay. Right. We're seeing, you know, the same thing, you know, everywhere else. Tipa Nalii getting his first career sack. Uh, yeah. These kinds of things. Um, the depth is playing just as winning football as Rodgers, Adams, Douglas, Kenny Clark, and the rest of them. Yeah, and, and you got to give Brian Gutekunst credit because you look at this year, Mark, they were, and you know this, but they were as tight against the cap as they've been probably during my 10 years covering the team. Wait till next year, Wesley. Yeah, well, but but look at the, the bargain buys they were still able to find. You, you get Devondre Campbell right. on June 9th. Dennis Kelly signs with this team right before training camp, like right at the start of it. The guy doesn't play an offensive snap for three months, and now he's been their right tackle the last two and a half games. You know, Rasul Douglas was an amazing find. And that was at the same time everybody wanted Stephon Gilmore. Hey, why right. aren't the Packers trading for Gilmore? Yeah, let's send him let's send him a third or yeah. a fourth or whatever and, it and takes. The the amount of Twitter mentions that I have of people ripping, oh well, who's Rasul Douglas? And then here we are, you know, week seventeen and this guy's made himself a ton of money this offseason with the way he's played. Those are the type of moves. You remember what 2010 was like. Those are the type of moves right. throughout the course of a championship run you have to make. Eric, Walden, Eric Walden, Howard Green. Yep. Howard Green. I mean, the amount of guys that they were able to bring in to augment that roster. They did it in 1996, too. So a lot of things have to go your way. There's a certain amount of luck involved, too, to, to make sure you find the right fit and the guys that can perform at the right level. But, but certainly, when you look at the positions where Green Bay has sort of needed help the last few years, cornerback, inside linebacker, backup left tackle, they found it this year. And, and even some of those young guys, too, like Nyman, have really stepped up. Yeah, amazing stories on that roster. There's no question about it. Packers over the Brownies, the Vikes to come. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more with Wes Hotkowitz of Packers.com. Fifth quarter returns to the Narrow Bridge Brewhouse right after this. 
Hi, welcome back, everybody. Don't forget to sign up. Great door prizes coming your way at the end of the program from our friends at Robinson's Heating and Cooling. Of course, not only that, but Card and Coin at 2208 South Ridge Road. Mike War checking the gang. Got some uh, great uh, sports and Packer memorabilia. I got a dandy for you tonight, Cleveland Browns related. Ice implemented Two Rivers, your family-owned John Deere dealer in Two Rivers, also a sponsor. And New Era, the 2021 sideline hats we've been giving away all season long. I got a hat trick of hats tonight. Speaking of hat tricks, quarterback had another one. Holy cow, that's oh 16 God. touches, zero, zero picks. Sit, what, how many? 1,300 yards and a 125 passer rating in his last five on nine toes. <laughs> Nicely done. You would think that you were the wordsmith here, not me. That was good. <laughs> uh, no, he, listen, I, I think the past few weeks, and you can see it in the Vegas odds now too, Rodgers has separated himself from Brady and, and Jonathan Taylor in some regards in the MVP competition. I mean, for him, there was a little bit of a – after the COVID bout and then to, to kind of work his way back in against Seattle, you know, basically since then, even counting that loss against Minnesota, the guy's been lights out. And what he's been able to do with basically not practicing at all, I mean, it's nothing short of exceptional. The numbers aren't really what they were when you look at last year's MVP run or really even 2014 for that matter. But how different, when you talk about the, the MVP, the most valuable player in the NFL, how different this team is when he's going as opposed to what we saw in Kansas City. I, I think you see what the value is in how he operates the ship and the, the chemistry that he has with Devontae. I mean, it's, he is at the peak of his powers, and to do this at 38, I mean, it, it just shows you that he's going to be able to probably keep doing it for a long time. Uh, here? You would think. I, I, I mean, the more the more time passes, I've been asked this question by Dennis Krause on the pregame show too, and I, I mean, I don't know anything in, in terms of what his thought process is or where, where things go after this season, but you, you hear him speak about it. He I mean, keeps whistling the happy tune, loves the guys, loves Lafleur, loves the fans, loves Lambeau. <sighs> but he also loves security. He does. He does and, love security. And there's an aspect of it too that, you know, maybe I, you see what Tom Brady's doing and... It, I, it makes you think that maybe there is another five, six years in there. He waited three years. Love can certainly wait three or four. And if this guy's going at 40 the way he's going at 37 and 38, well, there's a whole lot of teams looking for quarterbacks. And well, I think Jordan's a really good quarterback. Yeah. And I think he could be the next Hasselback, Brunel, uh, Brooks, Brooks yeah. uh, any others. Well, they really didn't trade Ty, but I love Ty Detmer. Yeah, one of my all-time yeah. favorites. Who does uh, You know, and the quarterback of the future can be taken down the road in the future. You know, and that, that was the one thing I tried to tell people, too, because I understand the reaction to it, and, and obviously it was the storyline of 2020, but, you know, it also was an investment, right? I mean, yes, it's a draft pick, but you're picking at the end of the first round, and if you feel like that's going to be the best player, not necessarily even to be the heir apparent, but also to potentially just be a guy that's going to hold the value of the pick, you know, there are a lot of fans that want to stabilize the position. Right. Good Lord. We watched Brett Hundley. We watched Deshaun Kaiser. We watched, yeah. good Lord, Seneca Wallace. We watched, I mean. And, and the thing is, is whoever they were going to pick there. Now, the one thing is, is trading up a little bit to take them. That, you know, that's going to yeah, create some questions. Okay. But when you look at, you know, a lot of people wanted Denzel Mims. What's Denzel Mims doing in New York right now? I mean, it, it, no player is a guarantee at that spot. So that's the one thing I've kind of tried to preach a little bit. Certainly, you know, it maybe upset the apple cart a little bit, but, you know, this is a situation where I feel like it still is a win-win for Green Bay and you have love under control for two more years, and 
You never know where things are going to go. All right. But, uh, yeah, it's going to take ridiculous number crunching next year. I don't want to think about it. Don't forget. I mean, you've got. I will, I will say this. New Orleans, I was always a guy that's like, you got to mind your book. you got you got to see what your checkbook looks like. Like New Orleans found a way to get under the cap from $99 million over this past year, and you had to push a lot of money in the in the future. To oh, do yeah. It. There's no question they could do but it. it's crazy. I mean, how, you could just give Rodgers the. $30 million signing bonus, whatever he wants, yeah. prorate that out over the length of the deal, and you can also extend some of the money that's due out into future years. There's no question about it. But then again, Adams wants to be the highest-paid wide receiver in the NFL, and quite honestly, he's worth it. He's yeah. worth it. He is the best receiver in the NFL. And tw- yeah, We're talking 20 how many million? Yeah, Hopkins? It's average? going to be a minute. I mean, like, that's the thing, too, is that that's where they created the biggest issue, right? Because Arizona gave DeAndre Hopkins so much cash on a short-term deal. Yeah. It set the APY at kind right. of a really high rate compared to the rest of the NFL receivers. I know. But at the same time, you know, you're seeing what he's doing. And, I mean, when Aaron Rodgers goes out there and says, this is the best guy I've ever played with. I mean, that's, that's is he really company. only going to be happy at $25 million a year when he could make $20 million a year and help the Packers out a little bit, too? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the way I look at it, too, is I don't think I've ever turned on a raise yet, either. No, I life, haven't so. either. Yeah. It's tough. It's, really. it's a difficult I, balance. There's no question. And, and there's going to be... A really, a, I don't want to get into next year. Next year, we'll yeah. do that in the offseason. Yeah, things but are again, going well this year. Yeah, they're too. going a little bit too well right now. <laughs> I, I hate to think about it, but it is going to be very, very difficult as well. Uh, Rogers, Adams, Clark, your three Pro Bowlers. Yep. Uh, Aaron Jones, an alternate. Devondre, second alternate. Completely shut out. Uh, yeah. Rasul Douglas, uh, Rashawn Gary, and Corey Bajorquez were your three other alternates. Bojo? I didn't realize yep. that. Okay. Which is like probably like makes him like what the third top third pick. punter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. But, yeah, Devondre not getting it. I, I kind of went on a rant about that last week. It's certainly – here, listen, it, it's difficult. Bobby Wagner double-digit tackles again yesterday. Well, Bobby Wagner's At least future, somebody was tackling. <laughs> Bobby Wagner's a future Hall of Famer. You know, certainly Micah Parsons is oh, yeah, the yeah, ball Yeah, right I know. It, it, Did you see that stat, though, today about how I think Devondre and Bobby Wagner are the only – linebackers i think since 2016 now that have over 120 tackles and five or fewer missed tackles in a season really it's remarkable what the guy has done so what happened with the missed tackles yesterday i want to get to that real quick and then we're going to take a break and start uh getting our last cold hot and cold play winners into the hopper here tonight um yeah, maybe they should just put up the that classic Lombardi video. What the hell's going on out here? everybody's (laughs) grabbing out there grab 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 uh actually they were blocked they didn't hold the edge yeah. And Chubb made a miss or ran through him. Yeah, and that's where I was talking about earlier with like you got to learn from this and and you got to figure out the the small inner you know intricacies it of has, all this. It has been an exception rather than the rule this right, year, in my right. opinion. Uh, yeah, I mean, and they they have done such a good job. They've been such a good tackling team all season long that you hope that it's still an anomaly. But certainly, when you, when I talk about the Delvin Cooks of the world and some of these other guys that are going to come up once they get to the playoffs, there's going to be a lot of tough running backs, a lot of tough playmakers they're going to have to contend with and. And certainly they're going to have to figure out a way to, to do it. But but right now, I mean, when you look at the way that Cleveland was able to run the ball, you know, thankfully, you know, Stefanski and, and Alex Van Pelt, they, they wanted to pass. And they, they put the ball in Baker Mayfield's hands. And when that opportunity was presented. Yeah, once they capitalized. got to the 50, you know, they started chucking it. Yeah. Um, then again, they had a kid brand new to the game kicking who missed a PAT. They figured they had to get it inside the yeah. 30, you know, 40-yard yeah. attempt. To give him a shot, yeah, and it didn't and happen. It, again, it just—I think it's the difference you see between a team that you know is going somewhere, is you know, kind of has their identity figured out, and a team like Cleveland that I think had really high expectations for this year, coming off of the 12-win season last year, and 
just hasn't been able to rise to it. It hasn't. All right. We're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to start the fun and games here with Wes Hotkowitz on board. Our hot and cold play, the last round tonight, because someone is going to be our grand prize winner at the end of the night. Don't go away. The fifth quarter returns to the Narrow Bridge Brew House right after this. All right. Welcome back. We're going to check out the playoff picture. Look ahead to the bikes in a minute, but we got to get our last hot and cold play winners into the hopper for the grand prize drawing tonight from our friends at Robinson's Eating and Cooling. You know how it works. You guess the hot play. You're going to take home one of those cooler bags right in front of you right down there. And you'll also get in the hopper. I'm going to need you to fill out your name, email address, and all that sort of thing before we go, too. So, hello. Welcome to the show. What's your name and what's your hot play guess? Tyler, um, I'll say Rasul Douglas uh, interception, the second one at the end of the game. The second Rasul Douglas interception? It ended the game. Come right. on, I guess the last it time you didn't give it to the me. Game. <laughs> it ended the game. I'm, I'm a bad. You, you got mad at me last time. I was just but getting no, it to everybody. That's not it. <laughs> that that would have been it. mine. That would have been that mine. it. We're talking 102 years of football, ladies and gentlemen. Next in line, who's up? Good guess. Holy cow. I'm shocked. <laughs> Well, I guess my name is Regan. Hi, Regan. Uh, from Bonwell, Wisconsin. All right. Well, I guess you would have to take uh, Lazard's record tying a uh, breaking touchdown for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a foregone conclusion. Iconic record like the old gunslingers. Aaron Rodgers breaking it with a hot play of the day. Third and five at the 11 of Cleveland. Rodgers stands alone with the gun. What's your name? And the snap. Throws right side. Making the catch, Lazard. franchise Aaron Rodgers the most prolific touchdown passer in Green Bay Packers history Wayne with a really good call on the touchdown on the Packer radio network as soon as Allen uh, knocked over the pylon the fireworks went off and the celebration was on I wasn't quite sure if he was in or not Um, it was one of those that they called it touchdown because they weren't 100% sure and then they were looking at it looking at it but the celebration Thanks, started. Raven. Lucas picked me up, and I got to celebrate with the guys. It was really yeah, special. Okay. You know, then the tribute afterwards, man, that was that was really cool uh, to see. Uh, you know, from the first touchdown to Greg uh, on down the line, some of the memorable ones over the years, and then to get a message from Favre definitely, uh, you know, got me a little teary-eyed on the bench. So, uh, moment I'll never forget for sure. And, and I'm thankful that. Uh, you know, for Favre's message, for the response from the guys and the crowd, obviously, was really special. Really, really special. Uh, you guys did it well there with your uh, video department, with all the highlights yeah. ready to go, and somehow you got a hold of the gunslinger, something I have not been able to do <laughs> in the last couple of years. Neither have I, by the way. I know. Um, I've been trying. But, uh, I, I, I quit trying, I think. But, no, I mean, it, it is. It's an incredible achievement. Uh, and, and when, as Roger said, reflecting back on it, you know, Mark, I mean, to start with Greg Jennings in 2007, and 14 years later, here we are. I mean, it's he's did it in like 50 fewer games too, if I'm not mistaken. And I've had I've had the absolute thrilling pleasure to see all 885 of them between those two. Yeah, that's uh, just incredible. It's uh, it's a run unlike any other. I mean, and, and I know we it almost becomes cliche at this point. I mean, it, it's a stretch that has basically lasted you know most of my life. Yeah. Uh, and when you look at those stats, like the stuff we saw this past week with the Browns, the amount of quarterbacks that they've had since 2010 alone yeah it's it, it gives you appreciation for uh just how 
how much of a luxury it's been to have that kind of lineage at that position in this game. It's the most important position on the field, and the Packers have had the better quarterback on the field for 30 freaking years. Yeah. The field tilter, as Ron Wolf would call it. So anyway, Reagan, you're in. Line it up. We're going to do the cold play of the day. Last chance to get in. So we're going to take care of the cold play as well. All right. Welcome. You go first. What's your name? Welcome to the show and your Hi. guests. Hi, I'm Carrie, and I'm Hi. from Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, I'm going to guess. Go, go balls. All right. <laughs> go big orange. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to say maybe the Devontae Adams drop pass. Oh, Devontae's drop pass. I can't. I, I can't beat up Devontae that bad. Lights got in the way. Nice try, but no, not gonna do it. Nice try. Nice try. Uh, yeah, that could have ended it. So could have Jones on the little toss. Yeah. That could have ended it. Yeah, it was. Again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about the defense. I mean, how they've responded to that. Because as you mentioned, I mean, they only needed three at that point. Yeah. And uh, you know, Green Bay was able to find. Yeah. Find the answer. True story. All right, step on up. You can take another guess. Yeah. I'll try uh, LaFleur's uh, red flag in the first <laughs> half. Yeah, he was 0 for 2 on some bad ones there. Nope, not it. Challenge. <laughs> Sorry, didn't happen on either one. Uh, catch for them, catch for us. So, nope. Uh, cold play, looking for it. Uh, I'll give you one hint, one hint only. Defense was on the field at the time. What about Nick Chubb's... Uh long run in the first quarter oh the screen pass uh big play that got him going but nope nope that's not it sorry tyler uh, let's try uh we got to get a winner here we only got a few minutes left so a little later in the I ball don't game remember who it was but the missed interception oh no there's too many of those stokes had one campbell had one sorry nope uh it was uh let's put it this way uh, there was more confusion than a mouse in a burlesque show okay <laughs> That's a new one for uh, me. You never heard that no, one I never from Foghorn Leghorn? No. That was a great, great line <laughs> from the old Looney Tunes. Uh, we may go cold play less here if we don't get one here. But think about it. What got that game way closer than it should have been? You're expecting me to say it? Yes, you were there. I was there. The touchdown to the Cleveland receiver, and he was, like, wide open. And uh, uh, yeah, chilly night for the D, but D coordinator Joe Barry probably boiling mad at Cleveland's final touchdown that had got everyone hot and the game way too close. Boy, total confusion for the Packers. And a touchdown to Schwartz. Packers were not ready at all for that snap, and Anthony Schwartz finds some Browns jerseys to jump into with his own Lambeau leap. Yeah, there's Joe Buck on the Fox call. That was bad, and that was the kind of stuff that was happening very early in the season with Barry's defense, particularly in the secondary. I got him. You got him. Who's going where? Wide open. What? You know, yeah. can't happen. Yeah, and it's so. I'm really interested. We'll talk with Joe on Thursday, and I'm sure he's going to be asked about it. The one thing I was writing in inbox today is that they really made a lot of personnel changes, one of those being the dime package. So I'm curious to see how much that had to do with it. They played a lot of that in the second half and not much of it in the first. All right. Yeah. Um, it was not good. Not good. That was no cold, bueno. cold, cold, cold. Uh, and that got it to 24-22, and that's why it was our cold play of the day. So Tyler's writing his name in the book, and we're going to get him in the bin, and we're going to draw that prize in a minute. All right. Uh, Westy, Vikes coming up next. Uh, the only team in the division that can beat Matt LaFleur. Yeah. And, uh, in fact, they have beaten him twice in a row. Uh, going back to uh, last year at Lambeau when Dalvin Cook went nuts. And then this year, uh, the shootout. 
Yeah. I mean, the big thing here that I look at is Kirk Cousins and really Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Obviously, (laughs) Cook is a threat, and he's somebody you have to be, you know, cognizant of at all times. But Jefferson and Thielen, really, the way that they were able to play in that game and the fact that Green Bay did not make Kirk Cousins pay for his mistakes, that's ultimately the biggest reason why they Another thing, too. Gary didn't play that game, okay? And they were really minus heat. On cousins, yeah, they couldn't do it, and that was the one guy that you you talk about all these scrambling quarterbacks, all these mobile quarterbacks they face. That's the statue. Look and they, they weren't Stafford able to yesterday. Good lord, you put a little pressure on it, he throws it like a schoolgirl. He's he's one of those types, man. That sta- when when Stafford's on, he's on. Oh no question. And when it's same not with there, yeah, you know it's it's same with Cutler. Woodson's line. Jay's going to be Jay, yeah. and I think Kirk's going to be Kirk, and that's why Gary and P. Rest of those guys, I think with Clark a game back now, collapsed that pocket. That is what hurt against Tyler Huntley. Yeah. There was no collapse in the pocket, and the inside re- pressures allowed him to escape and make plays. I think they, that's really going to be, I think, a big key is closing in on Cousins and forcing him to throw before he wants to. And those, the pass rushers right now, those two, for as much as they've had to play this year, I think Preston and, and Rashawn really are at their, their best right now. I mean... Preston now with six sacks, I think, in his last six games. Two of those were two-sack games. Lowry's up to five. You, know, you have Lowry up there. Rashawn, when, with his bull rush and his natural skill, when you match some of that with the, the, you know, the maturation that he's made, you know, again, we get back to what we talked about earlier. I mean, you hope to get Zedarius back here, but they, I think this, this defensive front has shown yeah. they can contend for a championship when guys are healthy and on the field. All right. So, uh, playoff picture. Yeah, we know who's the one seed, right? Yeah. Ca- Cowboys, congrats, Mike McCarthy, a division champion. Yeah. Two different teams. Well done. Uh, they're two. Rams are three. Buccaneers are four. Arizona, five. All clinchers. Uh, Niners, Eagles are six and seven. AFC, only Kansas City is clinched. It's wide open after that. Tennessee, the two. Cincinnati, three. What a day for Joe Burrow. Buffalo, four. Big day for Josh Allen. Uh, Indies, five. Pats are six. Ravens still alive at seven. But they got 13 teams in the AFC still in the playoff picture. Unbelievable. Well, and the fact that the Patriots are down now, considering they were at the top of the, what, yeah. the division or the conference two weeks ago. I mean, Kansas City is the hottest team in football right now, and, and that's going to be probably the major concern, I think, for the AFC is seeing what's going to happen there. All right. Uh, any of those in the NFC scary more than others? I still think Tampa Bay does, just yeah. because you know Tom Br- the Tom Brady effect, especially in the postseason. I- Dallas played really well, and they're extremely talented on both sides of the ball. But I mean, it's Washington, and Washington's reeling right now. So All I don't right. know how much I breed in. You know, All right. read into that. Well, time will tell. First things first. Uh, the Packers uh, win out. There's no question. A uh, little help. Uh, one more is all it's going to take. They can knock the Vikes out on Sunday night, and I think I'd take more pleasure with that than anything else. Especially with the rivalry. I mean, yeah. I've made the case that that's their biggest rival here the last 10, years. Oh, there's no question. Years, this so. division is terrible. Just, just, but, I mean, Packers won it by three games two years ago, by five games last year. They're five games up this year. But even the vitriol, too, right? I, I mean, know. Packer fans, there's Vikings fans. There's venom with Minnesota. Yes, there is. That's because they wear braids. Good <laughs> Lord, that is just silly. Men in braids. We'll find out. Sunday night, the last, thank God, of the primetime games. Not I a big fan of those Sunday I'm not nighters. either, sir. Uh, I'm not ready for that to be over uh, Big fan of you, Wes, though. I uh, <laughs> read you all the time. I can't thank you enough for coming on board again tonight and helping us out and getting us uh, to the end of the calendar year. Absolutely. No better place I'd rather be right now all than right. Mark Daniels.